0: Good morning, and welcome to Mrs. D's Read Alouds. A simple thing. About an hour later, we were all seated in the giant auditorium waiting for Mr. Tushman to give his middle school address. The auditorium was even bigger than I imagined it would be. Bigger even than the ones at VIA's school. I looked around, and there must have been a million people in the audience. Okay, maybe not a million, but definitely a lot. Thank you, Headmaster Jansen, for those very kind words of introduction, said Mr. Tushman, standing behind the podium on the stage as he walked into the microphone. Welcome, my fellow teachers and members of faculty. Welcome, parents and grandparents, friends and honored guests, and most especially, welcome to my 5th and 6th grade students. Welcome to Beecher Prep Middle School graduation ceremonies. Everyone applauded. Every year, continued Mr. Tushman, reading from his notes with his reading glasses way down the tip of his nose, I am charged with writing two commencement addresses, one for the 5th grade and 6th grade graduation ceremony today, and one for the 7th grade and 8th grade ceremony that will take place tomorrow. And every year I say to myself, let me cut down on my work and write just one address that I can use for both situations. Seems like it shouldn't be such a hard thing to do, right? And yet, each year I still end up with two different speeches, no matter what my intentions, and I finally figured out why this year. It's not, as you might assume, simply because tomorrow I'll be talking to an older crowd with a middle school experience that is largely behind them, whereas your middle school experience is largely in front of you. No, I think it has more to do with this particular age that you are in right now. This particular moment in your lives that, even after 20 years of my being around students this age, still moves me. Because you're at the cusp, kids. You're at the edge between childhood and everything that comes after. You are in transition. Transition. We are all gathered here together, Mr. Petishman continued, taking off his glasses and using them to point at all of us in the audience. All of your friends, families, and teachers, to celebrate not only your achievements of this past year, future middle schoolers, but your endless possibilities. When you reflect on this past year, I want you all to look at where you are now and where you've been. You've gotten a little taller, a little stronger, and a little smarter, I hope. Here are some people in the audience chuckled. But the best way to measure how much you've grown isn't by inches or the number of laps you can run now or on the track, or even your grade point average, though things, those things are important to be sure. It's what you've done with your time, how you've chosen to spend your days, and whom you've touched this year. That, to me, is the greatest measure of success. There's a wonderful line in a book by J.M. Barrie, and no, it's not Peter Pan, and I'm not going to ask you to clap if you believe in fairies. Here, everyone laughed again. In another book by J.M. Barry called The Little White Bird, he writes, he started flipping through a small book on the podium until he found a page he was looking for, and then he puts on his reading glasses. Shall we make a new rule of life? Sorry, shall we make a new rule of life? Always to try and be a little kinder than is necessary? Here, Mr. Tushman looked up at the audience. Kinder than is necessary, he repeated. What a marvelous line, isn't it? Kinder than is necessary. Because it's not enough to be kind. One should be kinder than needed. Why I love that line, that concept, is that it reminds me that we we carry with us as human beings. Not just the capacity to be kind, but the very choice of kindness. And what does that mean? How is that measured? You can't use a yardstick. It's like I was saying just before. "'It's not like measuring how much you've grown in a year. "'It's not exactly quantifiable, is it? "'How do you know we've been kind? "'What is being kind, anyway?' "'He put on his reading glasses again "'and started flipping through another small book. "'There's another passage in a different book "'I'd like to share with you,' he said. "'If you bear with me while i find it. "'Ah, here we go. "'In Under the Eye of the Clock by Christopher Nolan, "'the main character is a young man "'who is facing some extraordinary challenges.' There's this one part where someone helps him, like getting in his class. On the surface is a small gesture. But to this young man, whose name is Joseph, it's, well, if you'll permit me. He cleared his throat and read from the book. It was at these moments, such as these, that Joseph recognized the face of God in human form. It glimmered in their kindness to him. It glowed in their keenness. It hinted in their caring. Indeed, it caressed in their gaze. He paused and took off his reading glasses again. They glimmered in their kindness to him, he repeated, smiling. Such a simple thing. Kindness. Such a simple thing. A nice word of encouragement given when needed. An act of friendship. A passing smile. He closed the book, put it down, and leaned forward on the podium. Children, what I want to impart to you today is an understanding of the value of that simple thing called kindness. And that's all I want to leave you with today. I know I'm kind of infamous for my um, verbosity. Here, everybody laughed again. I guess he knew he was long for his long speeches. But what I want you, my students, to take away from your middle school experience, he continued, is the sure knowledge that in the future you make for yourselves, anything is possible. If every single person in this room made it a rule that wherever you are, whenever you can, you will try to act a little kinder than is necessary, the world really could be a better place. And if you do this, if you act just a little kinder than is necessary, someone else, somewhere, someday, may recognize in you, every single one of you, the face of God. He paused and shrugged. Or whatever politically correct spiritual representation of the universal goddess you happen to believe in he added quickly, smiling, which got a lot of laughs and loads of applause, especially from the back of the auditorium where the parents were sitting. So that's the end of this chapter called A Simple Thing. Next chapter, we will be moving on to the awards ceremony. And I'm going to tell you, this next one's a tearjerker, so don't make fun of Miss S when you hear her read it, okay? Thank you for listening with me today, and kind of take his words into your heart. Think about what that means to you. What could it mean to be kinder than is necessary? reflect on that in our discussion today. As always, have a happy snow day. Love, Mrs. DeYoung.